This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Tap Into. I'm Travis. I'm Pete. And this is our story. Two and a half years ago, we were leading mediocre lives in Kentucky, working for the weekend and filling our time with things that didn't always matter. I mean, life wasn't bad by any means, but we always had a feeling that things could be better, a feeling there was something more out there and our lives could hold more purpose. So we sold all of our belongings, including a house, a car, and pretty much everything we owned, packed up our trusty Prius, and drove across the country to sunny California. This podcast shares the good, the bad, and everything in between as we continue our journey to expand and grow every day. Come join us each week on Facebook to interact with us live on our page, Travis and Pete, where we share all the tools we have collected along the way to enjoy a life full of gratitude, love, and purpose. Wait, since it's live, does that mean I have to wear pants? Nah, there'll be a desk. Sweet! So come as you are, set aside what you think you know, and simply listen. And as always... Take, Take what, what you, you like, like and, and leave, leave the, the rest. rest. Oh, man. It's Dose O'Clocke. I know. Is that the, the train? It's Dose O'Clocke. Yeah. The train is the uh, 2 o'clock? Yeah. yeah. That's the 2 o'clock oh. train. Oh, there you go. Time ago. <laughs> We're on. We're live. We're on. Are we? We're not right? live. No. Oh. She hasn't pressed the button. Yeah, we are. Oh. oh. Are we live? There it is. Yep. Hey, everybody. Oh, I'm going to share it. Look, we're going to get uh, some people together and just going to get this put up. Sure, and sure, sure, then, sure, oh, sure, sure. What's we, happening oh, there? Can I hey, start a all... watch party in my yeah. group? You oh, can. Oh, my God. That's so dope. Um, and so you see we have a full house today. We actually fit in the whole screen. That is phenomenal. Perfectionally. Thank you for our producer for getting our uh, stuff together. And Danielle, we get a big round of applause or a small one. Hmm. Um, as you can see, we have a couple amazing guests with okay. us. I'm going to need you to turn that down. Yep, all the way out. Cool, thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to the right of me, to the left on your screen, as you you probably remember, for this is our third time on the show. Mm-hmm. What? what? Um, you are our Gail Tar Oprah, so thank you for joining <laughs> us again. Head up from this uh, chair. Right. I'm That's to do. I'm sorry. Grim. I was just what? So yeah, and to the right of her, to the far left of your screen, um, is your incomparable love of your life, mm-hmm. Barry. Yeah, Strawberry, Strawberry. Raspberry. Usually, Thanks somebody that's kind of like on the backside, right? But now you're yeah, look in the shadows. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just call him Creepy McCreeper then. Uh, so what? <laughs> doing a radio show. Hey. A radio. We're on the radio. On the radio. Do no. I need to do I know who? Oh, the loop. Yeah, we're good friends. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah? You know some people. Name droppers. I like it. Well, thank you. All good. All good. Yeah. All right. Thank you. So that was fun. Bears. Um, sorry for the little interruption there. We had somebody that was peering through the glass, and she was telling me about all the people that she used to know. I'm pretty sure that's that's all it was. Yeah, and then she picked her nose and walked away. Uh, so <laughs> Sorry, that happened. <laughs> right, it did kind of happen. So we're doing some sharing. As you can Shared. see, uh, we've got uh, the title of today is episode 71. I feel like it was just 69. Not sure why that number sticks out in my head, but it was a good it was a good episode for sure. <sighs> love is my religion. <sighs> what are we talking about today? I mean, religion. obviously we're talking about love. Um, we didn't bring these two people on here just because they're in love, but they have a lot to offer. Um, so we're learning from each other today. 
yeah, say hi, yeah. Hi, and <laughs> the hi. lowest high ever. Hi. Hi. And uh, safety is my religion. Like, and it's like in a drop down menu from love. Like yeah. that's you know, like when we all have our parts of why we're here and why we feel like these relationships are spaces that we get to be ourselves in. Like that's yes. a big thing for me. So, as you come in, that's say hi. hi. Say tell us where you're, you're uh, listening from because um, we can't really see anything right now. And yeah. I think the the numbers are. Just they're a little messed up. They have been for the past week. So okay. just say hi as you come in, just so that we know you're here. Oh, it's probably because we're still tagging because we can't see any comments. Anyway, um, so hi guys. Hello. How's it going? Yeah. Hi. hi. We've been doing since the last time we saw you. Uh oh. Well, the last time <laughs> I was here, um, I was getting ready to go on a speaking tour around Southern California with REI, and that happened. Did it? <laughs> Yes, it did. Um, so, wow. Uh, we started in Burbank, and then we went to Tustin, and then we went to Woodland Hills. And at each stop, I spoke at the REI store on Friday night, and then we went and went and did a little hike on Saturday morning, and then we went and grabbed lunch. And it, I tell you what, it was the most magical experience of my life. Like, after the first one, I was like, this is why I'm on this planet. This is why I want to be here. And we looked at each other when we got home from the first one, and we were like, we need to get in a van, like, ASAP, so we can do this all the time, wherever there's demand. Like, if we do this every day, that would be dream life stuff. So um, we gave notice <coughs> on our house. We are done living there at the end of the month. We don't have a van yet, but it is in process. We're looking at some this weekend when we go up to L.A., and, um, yeah, we'll be on the road December 1st, whether we like it or not. Just that's jumping brilliant. right in. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Like, so things are going, right? Oh, they're going. And then um, today we uh, released our, we're doing a Trans-Catalina Trail training program, like a little training group. So we have a series of hikes that we're doing down here in San Diego while we're still in San Diego. So during the month of um, November and a little bit of December, we're doing some hikes down here and then we'll move the show up to LA. And I have three more dates with REI in January. So we're hitting up... Um, the Huntington Beach store and Arcadia and uh, Santa Monica in January. Ugh, you're living the life. Yeah. You understand that, right? Yeah. Well, like, it's funny because I've been like trying to live the life my entire life and I've always been chasing something and now I'm in it yeah. and I'm present and I know that it's awesome right now and I'm taking advantage of that and just like soaking up as much as I possibly can because historically I've had a tendency to like not celebrate my wins as much as I should and just keep chasing for the next big milestone. And this time I'm just like every week we just soak it up and we're like, this is our life now. Like, what is this world that we just pulled out of nowhere? It's wild. I mean, it's, yeah. it's you know, our the definition that we like to say of luck is the um, intersection of uh, preparation Relentless and preparation, preparation and um, opportunity, opportunity, right? So it's kind of like if you think about it, if you really were to focus on you know where you've been and what you've done, and if you haven't heard the story yet and you haven't seen one of her amazing um, stops on the road, check it out. Uh, it is Hiking My Feelings. You can find her on Facebook, and we'll drop all that stuff down at the end. Um, but it's like you've really anybody that really takes advantage of the lifestyle that they have in the, any given moment it's been a lot of luck because you have been preparing for this your whole life right mm-hmm. at the time it may not have felt like preparation it might feel like you know life kicking in your ass yeah however i don't like to say but but however it's like where would you be if you hadn't went through all that shitty stuff <clears throat> 
you wouldn't be doing this right now. Nope. You wouldn't have met Barry, Mm-mm. right? Right. It's like, it's amazing when you just stop and think about it. You're not doing anything special when it mm-hmm. comes to living your life. Nope. What you're doing now is living your truth. Yeah. And like unapologetically and just at every turn where I can choose my truth over the shit that I've been doing the rest of my life, I choose my truth every time. Well, it's easier and to say. every time <laughs> I, and it comes back to like one of the like parting takeaways from my talk that I give is, um, one of the last points is like choosing love over fear. And we talked about that a little bit the last time I was here, but like every time I have the opportunity to choose love over fear, I do. And every time I've done that since I left my last job, since I got off this trail in June, since I gave my first talk in September, you know, since, 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 um, once I realized that that was a choice and I had a choice to make, I've chosen that every time. And like, I think my life right now as it stands is a walking example of what it's like to just let go and trust because I couldn't have planned any of this. Like, I left my job without a backup plan in the middle of May. Four days later, I was on a training hike and came up with this hashtag. And now look at what it's turned into. It's insane. Like, I, I actually can't even wrap my head around, like, the stuff that I released today. Because the stuff that I released today is all based on things that I heard from people on the road. They want to learn how to hike this trail. They want to do it with us. Like, this is just actually living and listening and building a life around what you hear as opposed to what you think you should be doing. And it's it's insane. And I could not – I would not be sitting right here if I didn't go through all the hard stuff, but I definitely would not be sitting right here even if I went through all the hard stuff if I didn't have this support. Boom. That just, brings, brings, us, that just brings us to back to, <laughs> to, to the fruition of the title, right? So it's like this is a crazy life that y'all are living right mm-hmm. now. Crazy, awesome, and amazing, right? So how do – to people as yourselves um it takes a lot to support something someone like this and it takes a lot to trust somebody enough to, to support, support somebody yeah. like this right yeah. so how did that start with you everybody knows our story but how's it uh how did that start with you guys where'd you meet what did, what was that like you can tell this one yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh well i was an instructor at a skydiving skydiving center in chicago just out of chicago and uh so i taught her ground school and she just sat there and nodded and yep 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 and you know she did amazing and i kind of thought she was just not paying attention because she just kept saying yep and i was like (laughs) are you paying attention or what's going on here but you know she did great and you know obviously she went on to be a competitive skydiver so um that's kind of where it started um but lately i mean she's been doing so much personal growth i think that's more or less where the story's at um so it's like when when you were like when she was sitting there going yep 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 and you were listening and going yep 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 when did it when did you all say that's my brand of crazy that's what i want in my life more often i've actually wanted to know his answer to this question for forever so hey when did you know (laughs) i got my answer i'm ready uh i I always said Last that week. she was making googly eyes at me the whole time, and that's why she kept saying yes, because she just that's stared just longingly at me. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on, but it was like, <laughs> you know, I knew there was something kind of go- happening. And then, uh, and then, yeah, next thing you know, three months later, after we first met, we were, you know, traveling and living together, yeah. essentially. And, and we then you were been, really we, teaching her the ground. So, <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, uh, so that, you know, that's, that, that, it just the whirlwind, Click. to be honest with you. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was weird. I mean, it's, it's a very different relationship, I think, personally. I know we talked a bit at lunch. Yep. What was the, what was I want to hear that, and, I want to hear that, that one liner. Which one? That the, I'm I don't, not. Yeah. I don't make you happy. 
Yeah. I think in the very beginning of our relationship, uh, uh, I was mentioning that I, I do not want to be the person that gives you ha- happiness. Did um, you have that conversation early on? Yeah, oh, in yeah. the very like, beginning. Seeing that great. Yeah. Like, maybe after our first kiss, yeah. to be honest. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> See, and that's what we were talking about, kind of. I mean, it's like... You, it's a different relationship than either one of you all have ever been in, right? 100%. And it's like, for me, we have these conversations kind of similar, different in, in aspect of just kind of like once you've once you've gone through enough stuff that you know you don't want, you start changing the conversations with the person that you do want to have yeah. them with, right? Yeah. Pete and I had that conversation early on where we were talking about where it was like, I don't want to be taken care of and I don't want to take care of you type deal. That's not what you say in a first date or right. second date, but that's that's the conversations and that like, we had. And truly that's love though. Yeah. Ultimately, like that's one of Self-love. the things, That's one of the things I learned from him. Like, yes, he said, you know, I don't want to be the source of your happiness. I can't make you happy. You need to find that yourself. And I was like, "Whoa." Cuz that was a gut punch and a little right. bit of a reality check cuz in that moment I was like, "Oh shit." Like, I've relied on other people to provide me with happiness in relationships historically. This automatically is new. And when you were asking about, like, when we knew and things started changing, I knew the second I saw this dude. Like, I – well, first of all, I fell down. I got out of my car. (laughs) I feet knees faced in the courtyard at this drop zone. So, like, I'm getting ready to go in for my first jump course. I'm getting ready to go learn how to skydive by myself, which requires some level of coordination – and the first thing I do is fall on my face. And I'm sitting there watching her fall, and I'm like, oh, God. So he has no idea what we he's doing. We got another derp. <laughs> yeah, big old derp with a capital D. <laughs> and so I was just like, but when I was driving home, I was like, mm, something's different. And I thought maybe it was because I was getting ready to go jump out of planes by myself the next day. I thought maybe this was like a new chapter of my life. And like, I, I didn't know what it was, but like something actually felt different. And my parents had always said, when you know, you know. And I always thought that that was bullshit because until then I didn't know. <laughs> right. But then with him, looking back at it, I was like, oh, I knew. Like as I was driving back to the city, back to my apartment in Chicago from the middle of nowhere, Illinois, I was like, something feels different. And now I know that I was like destined to meet this man so he could support me through everything I'm going through right now because I would not have been able to get to where I am right now without him and his support. I legit believe that we met, first of all, we spent multiple lifetimes together and we find each other in every one. I believe that to be true 100%. I find him in every single lifetime I've been in. <laughs> Sorry. Creeper. He's, yeah, like he is stuck <laughs> with this girl. Interdimensional stalker. <laughs> She's like, I'll wait. Yeah. I, I got nothing but time. Um, but like, I don't even remember where I was going with that. But support. Yeah. Well, well yeah. I had a question that came up with that. What, how would you describe that support? Compared to like what, like, we're not even comparing it, but like, so you didn't have support or you had someone else basically telling you how to do your life, writing your rules for you. So what did that support look like that enabled you to just exhale and start doing you? Ooh, I think. Or Barry can answer that. Yeah, I just sit here and shut up. Yeah. To be honest with you, she's not a plant. She's not a dog. She's a human being that's on her own path that is going on her own path. The only thing I can do is sit here and listen and be there. That's it. That it, you know, if there's any relationship advice, shh, shut up, <laughs> shut up, open your ears and listen. And, yeah. you know, and that's, be that's available. literally all you can do and be there. Yeah. And this is not rocket science. Yeah. And the cool thing is, and that's true. And thank you for saying that because he's been through this. Like when I met him, he had already been married once. He was divorced. He's gone through his personal growth thing. He already found his purpose. He was living his truth. He's doing his thing. 
And he gave me enough rope or enough leash or enough like breadcrumbs to kind of get to where I needed to go without him overbearing the situation. Like he's kind of served as guardrails, I guess, for my growth. Yeah, the bumpers for, yeah, uh, like you know, like, uh, no, on yeah. the bowling. On the bowling. Yeah, 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 like no gutter balls. Just here. To keep it in the um, lane. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, like ultimately, it is just this presence of. The, the biggest thing was just I knew from the second that I met this dude, no judgment. And I've always felt safe around him. I've always felt like I can be myself. I've always felt like I can express myself. And so the the absence of judgment opened up the space for me to feel safe enough to start bringing up like my deepest, darkest secrets, like my sexual assault. And that for me, like it took seven years to get to that point. But I But in those first seven years, it wasn't like <clears> – <throat> oh my God, I have this thing I have to tell him and I'm just not ready. It was like the second that I was ready, I knew. Like I didn't even know that that was something that I was walking around with until he created the space for me to realize that I had been dealing with this. Oh my God, how do I start processing? Now that I know that this is why everything in my life has happened the way it has since my assault, what do I do with that information? And like the space of non-judgment, the space of him not like trying to direct my healing and tell me, like, he very easily could have been like, you should go get a therapist or you should go do this or give me nine million prescriptions for how to fix it. And all he did was sit there and hold my hand through it. And that's all I needed because I'm a grown ass woman and I can make my own damn decisions. But I didn't even know that I could do that until I met him because I've been making my decisions for other people and to meet up expectations that I had placed on myself and that other people had placed on me until I met him. So, like, I don't want to say that he's my end all be all. But in a way, like, homie saved my life. Straight up. He taught me how to save mine as a skydiver. Like, I literally learned how to save my life. And I metaphorically learned how to save my own life just by being in a relationship with him and just witnessing how he goes about his life. I'm done talking. Go, Barry. Go. Um, <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't yes, know. Yes, honey. Our relationship is, is, is really kind of based on the way I used to instruct. And it's like people need to experience things on their own. Um, you know, I can sit here and eat a sandwich, but that's not going to watching me eat this sandwich. Isn't going to fill your belly. You need to actually physically right. experience it. And all I can do is just like maybe nudge her in the right direction or mm -hmm. just be there and watch her experience it. And as she experience it, you know, help her out as much as I can. But uh, that's, that's all I got to say about that. I love it. So that brings up for me, like <clears throat> one of the things that I actually just had a thought in my head of remembering situations where I've been like, noticing a way a couple is or a way a person is that's attracted to me and being like, wow, I wish I had that. Mm. And what I've learned is, well, why don't you go be that? Like yeah. it doesn't take, I can learn what support looks like and it feels like and whatever without having ever dated someone or been with someone that knew that provided that for me. And I can be like, and I can start trying it with the experience and being like, I don't, may not know whatever being supported feels like, but I can sure be supportive yeah, and I can be a safe up. space and yeah. I can be quiet and I can be all these things. And so the things that I don't have, the things that Travis is like, I'm doing me. I, you know, like we don't always have what we, uh, the other person needs, but what I've found out is that I've already got it right here and I can start being it for other people by being it for myself. Um, so that, and that, that answer came out of the question of like, were you, did you get support in order to provide support? Or you decided one day, like I'm going to try something different. Uh, I actually read the book Total Freedom by Jiddu Krishnamurti. And that, I have tattooed on my foot. Yeah, that the yeah, whole book. The whole book. The whole book. <laughs> She's got a really big foot. <laughs> <laughs> I have the 
title of the book tattooed on my foot. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, it was weird. I, I came across that book after I split with my ex and I, I, I don't know why. It just leapt out at me and I grabbed it and I read it and it changed everything I thought about the world. Um, very similar to like Alan Watts, that sort of thing, um, but just absolutely mind-blowing. And it's, it, it, you know, all you can do is just do your own thing. And a lot of things that put pressure on us that make us, you know, neurotic are stuff that has been told to you that's been important, that it's supposed to be important to you. Yeah. yeah. And once I realized that all the stuff that all these reasons why I'm doing things is because other people want me to be successful or I should be this or I should be that. This is my life, you know, and it's her life. And let's just do what we want to do. Right. And if roles. she's happy, I'm going to be happy. And if I'm happy, she's going to be happy. And that's just, you know, and when we're both happy, magic happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Seriously. It's weird. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's like. We, you know, what you were talking about, it's like we learn all these things growing up that was we've been taught, honestly, that that's, we're supposed to take as being happy, right? Mm. Like the big house, the cars, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Um, and, you know, we were talking, uh, this was a while ago, about how they call it like the recovery process. But honestly, it's more of an uncovering process, uh, if you think yes. about it, because it's like you get buried into what's, what is supposed to be happy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think one day, whenever you realize that that's not what's making you happy, you make up your own stuff, right? You make up your own way of participating in a relationship. Um, so it's like, for us, it's like we get to make it up every single day. If something's not working for us, we get to do something different. And that's yeah. pretty cool. And like to find somebody that, like you said, will shut up. And let you try it out on them. And if it doesn't work, do something different is very important. And I think the non-judgment thing, Dave Moore just was saying, support is everything. Support without judgment is. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Support by itself is not everything because you can be somebody's supporter. You can throw a, a pillow under somebody's ass every time they fall, but they'll never know that it hurts. Right. But like if you're there whenever you're like, all right, that, <laughs> there you go. You, you go fell go. on your ass, but here you go. I mean, here's my elbow if you want to help up is, is really what somebody needs, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That was the, the biggest, the no judgment thing is when I'm, when I'm, I'm looking at my life now and I'm f- wondering why, and actually Dave Moore, I pulled this out of your book. I just read it this morning. There's a filing cabinet of my past and my future. Ooh, and right now like my this. future is full of my fucking past. It's like my, my past is writing my future. I'm not trying new things because of how it felt or how I believed or whatever in my past. And when you empty out that future, this is the visual that, you know, for me, yeah. uh, when you empty out the future and put it back in the past where it belongs, you get to write everything that you want. You get to create everything you want in this future cabinet. And there are no rules except for the ones that I decide are rules. Yeah. I mean, I may have to follow laws to live in the U.S. or whatever, right. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I'm going to break a lot of them and I'm going to write, I'm going to let go of everything that's not serving me. So I look at myself and I'm sitting right now and I'm working in a job where someone tells me what to do is pay and I'm paid to listen and do exactly that. And sometimes I fight it. I shared a, <laughs> I sent an email response this morning uh, where that my only response to something my boss was asking me to change was fine. Personality extracted. Like I got my little quip in, um, but and that that's productive by any means. Uh, P.S. I feel that hard. I've always been yeah. told to extract personality. Yeah. So well, like, and I feel you on that. But I mean, that's what I'm paid to do is yeah. to do what I'm told. So, and I'm like, why am I still? Why am I still doing why this? Why am I still doing this? Yeah. Why have I not put my two weeks in yet? There's rules in my head that says, well, if you quit a job before so many months, then you're a quitter, or that you didn't give it enough shot, or maybe you need to be there five years to be invested, so or vested or whatever right. with the saving health plan stuff. 
uh, retirement stuff. So there's all these roles and I'm like, why am I still here? They're going to have to train somebody else. I don't want to put that on them. Is that hard? You know, like mm-hmm. I just keep, I can pull out reasons all day long. Um, and so now, and that's in my filing cabinet for my future. That's from my past. Yeah. Um, I would drive for Uber right now. And one of the cool thing about that is I do it when I want. Mm-hmm. I drew it. Like I pick up the people that I want, AKA I don't drive at night for the sloppy drunk kind of, you know, right. ass- assumptions of what people might be at that point of time, uh, that day. It's a fair um, assumption. And I get to learn other people's stories and I get to interject in- inject them with my experience and tell them why San Diego is so amazing to come and live. How don't do you, you, in- how don't do you, you injecting people in your car? Injecting, <laughs> injecting, <laughs> right? Yeah. With protection, of course. Um. <laughs> Anyways, so like that's my biggest thing right now is being. I don't even know where this was coming from, where it was, lost but I oh the, 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 the yeah part of like the the safety the support that that you got there was go. like you got to write your own rules and Barry mm-hmm. was just like let's see how that works yeah let's try that let's see how it works I mean I'm putting words in your mouth I don't know if that's exactly well I mean right. when you think about it the people that you're getting these rules from made them up themselves right yeah <laughs> and, nothing and, says and, they're and, actually. Right. Everything is They're made correct. up. Yeah, you know, why not make up the rules that you want to live by that right. make you feel good and that make the people around you better people? And then that just kind of goes to the people around you and then we make these ripples yeah, and yeah. everybody's happy. And mm-hmm. That's the way it should be. Right? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. One one of the things that he was saying about the book, so uh, Jiddu Krishnamurti, for people who aren't familiar, is he Can you say that slowly? Jiddu. Jiddu. Krishnamurti. Krishnamurti. Okay. Yeah. He wrote a book called Total Freedom and a bunch of other things. Yeah. (laughs) Toyota Honda. He – one of the things that was in that book that Barry pulled out for me was um, like this idea of non-attachment, which really helped me navigate the beginning of our relationship because – I was working in the city. I went out to the country to go skydive on the weekends and he was chasing sunshine. So like he wasn't going to go jump out of planes in the winter. So he was planning on going down to Texas. And I was like, on the off chance that he asked me to move with him, I want to be prepared. So I went and I got a job in Austin. It turns out he had to go get some neck surgery. So he was out for the winter. So like that was one of those moments where it's like, okay, uh, are we going to keep going? Like, is this, do we keep doing this? And then he came down to Texas and he saw me and all this stuff. But one of the things that he brought with him and into this relationship was this idea of non-attachment. And the, the one that stuck out to me was this idea of like, when you cry, why are you crying? Like when you, when, when you break up with somebody or when you lose a relationship or when somebody dies, why are you crying? Because you're inconvenienced by the death because you're inconvenienced by the end of that relationship. You're inconvenienced. Like the love that you needed from that has been withdrawn from your life. So now you're crying because you don't have that because you got that from that relationship or from that person. You couldn't give that to yourself. So when he told me that, I was like, why am I crying? And I was like, oh my God, because I cry all the time, right? So like I am a crier and I have no shame. But when it comes to crying about relationships and crying about people, I was crying from a place of attachment. Not from a place – I wasn't crying because I actually missed them. I did. But my tears were first and foremost sadness for myself because I was inconvenienced by the loss, whatever that loss was. So this, this idea of non-attachment in that framework, I was like, okay, so this is how my brain works. I was like, okay, so I hear that if I'm crying, it's probably because I'm inconvenienced. Okay, so can I change that? What does that feel like? Okay, so if I'm crying – can I skip the part where I'm getting inconvenienced and just get straight to the emotion of like, oh, well, if I'm, oh, well, if I'm not crying for me, then do I cry? Like it was this whole big thing. 
And what I ended up landing on was like, at the end of the day, when it comes right down to it, all of these things are things I can provide for myself, and it's a choice. And the, and the first choice that I understood at the beginning was like, we're not going to talk about exes. And I had always talked about exes with every other partner, every other enter to a relationship. We still, to this day, like we've talked about his ex-wife a couple times when it comes up, but like we didn't go through the whole rehashing where I was like, okay, so in high school I dated this dude and then we broke up because this. And like I married the, or I didn't marry, I'm not married, but like there's this other guy, whatever. Like we never went through all that. So there was never like this framework for which I should judge him based on his previous relationship history. So like the non-attachment plus the non-judgment plus just this open space where I can be myself was this breeding ground for a very quick. And I think you guys mentioned, too, that you guys were like peas in a pod immediately. Same thing with us. Like I was a student and he has rules where like I couldn't date him until I was not a student anymore because he has integrity as an instructor, that jerk. (laughs) What? (laughs) And like our first our first kiss. I just need to get your bonus, get your A license so I can get the bonus. That's fair. (laughs) It worked. And by the way, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, but like at when yeah, – I don't remember where I was going with that. Well, but yeah. I, I think the thing is like as far as the non-attachment thing because yeah. nothing in this life – in this universe is permanent. <clears throat> the only constant in life is change. Yes. And it's like it, everything is going to go away. Everything's going to die. You know, everything. Everything's going to go away. Everything's going to break down. So as long as you realize that nothing is permanent, we can appreciate things for what they are in the moment. Yeah, yeah, every single day. Every day with sure. everything. And like, like there's some I don't I think I actually googled this and it's probably not all the way true, but there is like this understanding that human cells recreate themselves and like over the course of 7 years for the sake of talking from like 7 years ago to today. You're a complete You're a complete you're yeah. literally a completely new person yeah. and you're actually a byproduct of your environment because we're all just coming uh-huh. in and out of like star stuff, right? Yeah. So when I realized that I just lost my train of thought, I said, I don't know where this bada is bang, going. Bada bing, bada boom. And there it was. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it's it's really important to know that it's just kind of like you have the ability yeah, so like, to. But so seven years ago. Like, <laughs> there it is. You're welcome. I'm I was just, just talking about my ass until you got back. Yeah. <laughs> but like from – so we moved here seven years ago. Like today. We moved here. We moved to Southern California seven years ago. Oh, that's so like, awesome. I like the person that I am sitting next to. He is in the same form as the person that moved here with me. But like we are quite literally physically completely different people. I mean, like if you look at me, I'm a completely different person and like cellularly completely different people. And so like when he's saying that the only constant is change, like quite legitimately, your body is changing every single day. Your cells are like you have the opportunity to change every day. Like it's never too late. Like you could wake up from this podcast and be like, I'm going to change something. That's your choice. And when you realize, when you get to the point where you can actually, when you arrive at the understanding that you have a choice, then everything's fucking crazy. But you have to get to the point where you have, you realize you have the choice. And like I said at the beginning, I wouldn't have even gotten to that point if it weren't for this dude. <laughs> but that's also, it's like a double thing too. Yeah. Like, cause you really, you have a choice in, in, in kind of which direction you change. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you don't have a choice but to change. Correct. Right. I mean, or it's like you, you said, you change, die. Literally change or die. Right. So it's like you wake up every day and regardless if you want to talk about it on a cellular level, you're changing. Yeah. You're not going every day. You're like, all right, cells in. 
go. All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, but you do have the bigger, the bigger picture is which way you want to change to like leave the new stardust for the next person, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's the good stuff that you're putting out or it's the bad stuff you're putting out. Maybe not bad, good and bad, but different. So yeah. Filing cabinets. Filing cabinets. Filing cabinets. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I loved what you all said about the, uh, not talking about the past. Like you got to be clean slates with each other. Clean slates. And, and honestly, and, and, and present yourself the way you've always wanted to present yourself, which isn't a lie. That's yeah. another thing. Ugh, yeah. That's, that's another one. thing. Because like, I, I like quite literally just realized this week, like the reason that I have imposter syndrome so bad is because I don't know what confidence looks like. I've never been modeled confidence in a way that doesn't, I'll take that back. I've seen confidence. The confidence that the particular brand that I'm fostering for myself now, I was told was icky when I was growing up. Because if you promote yourself, if you love yourself, if you are fine, if you don't hate yourself, then you're braggy or you're icky or you're arrogant or something. And it's just like, no, no, I just know myself. I love myself and I'm confident in that now. And it presents very differently from insecure Sydney, insecure Sydney is a completely different woman. Confident Sydney, like, doesn't know how she got here. Like, and to this, like, I still feel very impostery because I'm growing into this woman I've always wanted to be because now all the, all the leashes are off. The ch- I don't want to say that. That's inappropriate. Everything's gone. Like, I'm not bound by anything. I'm not bound by my bullshit. I'm not bound by family bullshit. I'm not bound by anything. Like, I'm writing my rules and I'm doing it. Yeah. No more training wheels. No more training wheels. You're Thank a big you. girl. I'm a big girl. I'm now. a big yeah. girl. <laughs> so to recap, we've got, uh, and I'm going to need a, new, a real a scientific word for the visual. Yeah. But the the bowling bumpers. Yeah. Like, what would you call that? Guardrails. Bowling bumpers. But I mean, like, in order for like, so it provided you like to realize that every action that you did wasn't right or wrong. Yeah, it was just a thing. you're not wrong. No, and I'm not bad either. And you're not bad. You're mm. just figuring it out yep. and finding out what turns on Sydney, yep. what brings Sydney come alive. Yeah. And so that for me is definitely safety to be like, you know, here you go. Let's, let's, I'm going to, let's steer this together. Let's steer the, oh, there's my microphone. Let's steer it together <laughs> and see where we go. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I think it was, this was the first time where it's like when you're able to, um, and, and let me know if this happens with you all, but it's like when you're able to, um, embrace the damage of yourself mm. it's kind of like when you know that you're not this flawless and i got this from what you said about how you present yourself right um you know looking in the past how many people are like you know if you want to even if it's like on these dating sites it's like i'm five nine 125 pounds right. and i like to ski and i'm perfect and, da, 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 yeah. da. and all these people are looking for these shiny new objects right and they get together and then all of a sudden it just collapses because they're like the truths come out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I think him as well was in this part of our lives where it's like, Holy hell, I'm damaged. I'm I've, but I embrace every little scar that I have. And I really am looking for somebody else who can do the same thing. Yeah. I'm looking for somebody who hasn't just got it all figured out, but knows that they've kind of went through the tough stuff and can kind of bounce their ideas back and forth with me to yes. help me through those things. Bump the bumpers, right? Yeah going back and forth yeah. so it's like i don't know it's good to find the damage in ourselves and pete's really good at this especially in his car it's like you always say i like the scars the scars mm-hmm. tell a story the scars kind of tell us where we're at and what we've went through um and we don't try to cover them up well and it's Ugh. funny because like you hear that growing up all the time like i've been told like your scars are your they're good they're not bad your scars make you you at the embrace your sink stuff and like 
it took me 33 years to actually wrap my head around what that means and like believe it. Like I've heard it. It's that thing Barry's Barry's always says like hear me now believe me later. Like I've heard that for forever. I've yeah. heard trust the process. I've heard do all this stuff and then like out of nowhere you all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh. <laughs> that's these <laughs> these messages are positive and weird in my brain. What is <laughs> this is replacing my negative self-talk? I like this more right. of this, please." Yeah. And it's, it's, we hear it a lot, but then one day we like wake up to listen to it, right? And we're mm-hmm. like, oh, all that stuff that's been shoved down my throat for so many years, it's kind of like, <clears throat> it makes sense now. Yeah. Cause you know, you can't do anything until you're ready to hear it anyway. Right. Right. I mean, it's, or, or you choose to believe it. Yeah. That's what I liked about that. The hear me now, believe me later. Mm-hmm. Like they was talking about that today and Pete and I were both like, what? <laughs> Philosophy by right. Saturday Night Live. Right. Right. Hans like, and Franz know like, what's up. That's brilliant, Barry. You should write that yeah. down. He was like, it's from Saturday Night Live, Hans and Franz. <laughs> and we're like, it's still brilliant. You're yeah. passing it on and, and put bringing new meaning, I think, to it. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody, when they heard it from Hans and Franz, were like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But you brought a different yeah. light to it. And that's why on. I love like the... We're talking about the scars again and, and my my car she's got a couple of bumps and dings on her and yeah. especially with driving uber um it's 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 it takes a lot of i have to i get to practice daily that those dings and scratches and paint chips and whatever don't define the kind of driver i am and don't define the kind of person i show up to be for the conversations or non-conversations or whatever and i feel i find myself judging myself through the eyes of the people in my car of and they don't even most of them don't even notice it because they're getting in and out they don't get they're right. not even looking but like i i find myself judging myself through their eyes of i'm not good enough because my car is not in pristine mm-hmm. condition or i live in a i live literally smacked up between a beach and a desert it's always dusty like yeah. to some to some degree and i find myself judging myself that i'm not good enough <clears throat> because my car is not in pristine condition so i'm constantly having that conversation with myself and i get to practice that mm-hmm. which is what comes from having a safe environment it's not just the safety, but it's the fact that I get to do me and all the bumps along the way, the needed by the bumpers, to find to practice being Pete. And so that's what this relationship has has afforded me. You're welcome. So thank you. See, I got it up first. Do you also feel impostery when you're practicing being Pete? Not as much anymore. But yeah. when I when when we left Kentucky and started this trip, uh, that was the first time I'd heard imposter syndrome. Yeah, uh, it was on one of the the groups that we followed. And I was like, that's what that feeling is. Like I had a I had a definition for how I've always felt. And now I'm working on owning that and working and and detaching myself from other people's responses to that. Mm-hmm. Because they're because when I show up as my fully myself and someone else around me is not, they feel icky and they want to tell me to stop mm-hmm. or to play smaller or to shut down. And that's where I'm at now. Cause I I'm I'm not I'm practicing handling that better every day. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's fun when you like, I remember when I started realizing that like, oh, this isn't about me. <laughs> like that trauma pack mm-hmm. full of other people's bullshit, other right? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like, it's also good because I think, you know, on both sides of it, you whenever you meet somebody that's right for you in the moment, you understand that a lot of the stuff that they're bringing into a relationship really isn't theirs, right? You just yeah. got to, exp- and I don't know about you all, but like the beginning of our relationship, um, was a lot of that. It was like a lot of just insanity being like unpacked, you know, um, and just sitting there going, Ooh, I can't wait to get through with this hump. Yeah, I can't wait like till they dumped out your backpacks. Right. We're like, hey, there's this. I'm like, Ooh, ooh didn't sign up for that. I'm going to take a step away for a second, you know, yeah. not 
physically, but just kind of like to let you deal with that. I'll be here. I'll be your bumper, you know, uh, whenever you need it. So I think that's really cool. And it's so relieving to know that I trust him to deal with his shit. It's not my responsibility. And if I get involved, then that's really my own shit coming out to try to control something or tell someone else how to be. So being able to handle my own shit and even Travis still now, he'll hand it right back to me. He'll be like, uh, I mean, not the exact words, but he's like, that's just not mine. Not it. I listen to you. That's not mine. (laughs) Those words coming out of your mouth, uh, I'm calling bullshit, and you can have it back. (laughs) Yeah, and it sucks in the moment, and then I realize, oh, that's mine. Or the way I was showing up was trying to be A, taken care of, or something that was previous Pete that I'm trying to still request from him, and he's like, no No. thanks. And I'm like, don't you love me? This is in my head. I'm like, and then I realize, okay, Pete, (laughs) you've got you. You're good. You you can do you. Yeah. But it's good to like have that person. Get off my hair. It's good. It's, it's good to have that person that you are safe enough with. And Pete said this numerous times, as we all have. But it's like that you can not revert so much, but that you can kind of like be insane with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like because <laughs> like, I know exactly what you're you talking what about. It's kind of like, and then the, on the opposite side, like even whenever I go through some crap. That I like, and I come to Pete, and I'm just like, you, 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 and Pete's just like, I can't wait till I you smile. get that out. Yeah, this is not happening. <laughs> well, it, it, with with her, she just works through these issues, whatever it may be, and you know, it's it's not insanity, it's not crazy, it's just you know, she's trying to figure out how to work through this. Uh-huh. Some of it's a bit out there. You just gotta sit there and listen. And go, uh huh. Did you just really? Did, let me rephrase this. Let me say this again. Uh huh. If if I'm hearing you correct, you said this, <laughs> and she goes, "Did I say that? Uh, no, wow, that's really sounds... that's that's not rational, is it? No, uh-huh. okay. At least we are both, we're both on the same so page. So when we're now. talking, yeah, that's actually that's a perfect example of like our little bumpers. So Barry gives me space to process my stuff, as I've said a million times now. But like one of the be- most beautiful guardrails he ever gave me was like I was doing one of those things where I spin because I when I so for me personally in my processing. Um, which I've been trying to change my entire life until this year. And now I'm like, oh, God, it feels so good to just know that this is how I process. Um, When I don't have next steps, I get spinny. And if I don't have next steps and I get really spinny, then I'm like a little trauma tornado. And I'm just like destructive of everything that's in my path until I understand how to tackle the mountain that is ahead of me. His most beautiful guardrail that he gave me, like I was in the middle of one of those spins and I just I said something just absolutely batshit crazy. And he looks at me and he's like, "Okay." I want you to try something. Next time, just observe the thought. And as you observe it, before you do anything with it, ask yourself, is this rational or irrational? And I was like, oh, my God, the biggest communication hack of all time. (laughs) What do I do with this information? Because now I'm like, oh, my God. Like, because we have all these thoughts, and like Barry said earlier, like a lot of this stuff is stuff we're conditioned to believe is important. Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff is stuff that we've been that's been shoved down our throats by society, by parents, by family, by friends, by whoever, by the media, blah blah. What if you just look at the thought and ask if it's rational or irrational, and then make a decision for yourself on if you want to react or respond to that? Because you don't have to do anything with any thought that comes through your mind. Like that's the whole art of meditation, right? Like just observing that thoughts are happening. We don't have to do anything. And like when he's talking about how we like we share a brain. So like we don't talk a lot. But when we do talk, it's awesome all the time and amazing. But like 
on the trail for us too. Like one of the reasons that I was able to get as far as I was able to get with the growth and stuff and all the stuff that I was uncovering on our last trip on the trail is because he doesn't try to fill the space. So when we're having conversations or if we're in a, if we're like, if we're paddleboarding, like he's not yapping my ear off the whole time when we're, when we're on the trail, like we're hiking our own hikes and we're hiking together. And like every once in a while, like we'll shout at each other about something like a memory that we had, or like we'll smell something like on the trans Catalina trail, there's sage everywhere. And it was so hot that the whole trail smelled like sage. So we're just like hot sage. And like, but that's like, that's the extent of our discussion. Um, And like, if I cut, like if I find on trail or off, like if I find myself like going through some stuff and he'll just be like, do you want to talk about it? And I'll be like, I need to process or yeah, I would. And then we just go from there because sometimes I'm ready and sometimes I'm not. But this rational or rational thing saved my life because I, I didn't realize what a victim I was to my own thoughts until I realized that a, I have a choice as to whether or not I want to do anything with this thought that just went through my head. And B now I have this communication hack and like this personal growth hack where like I can just reduce my stress by observing that these thoughts are irrational because of all the things that I've been told my entire life. Like I'm in that weird phase where like blinders are off. Now I got to grow into who I want to be because I've been performing this role of like who is Sydney and how can she make everyone around her happy. And this year has been this exploration of like who is Sydney and how can she make herself happy. Right. You know, and like having the space to do that and the support to do that. And all of that is, like, the biggest gift of my life. And, like, I don't know. I fancy myself pretty self-aware, but I don't think I'd be able to get to where I got if I didn't have this place where I could just be myself, which is everywhere where I'm with him. You know? Ew. So we're back to detachment and (laughs) silence. Yeah. Yeah. It's that striving of the interdependency. Yeah, and for have you talked about this on the show? I would love for you I to explain that a little bit. If we uh, have, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while, I'd yeah. I'd love to ex- hear you explain the we were So we were talking about, you know, here at lunch before we got on here was that, you know, uh, I got a really good, uh, probably, and, you know, she said the best compliment, and I feel like it probably was one of the best compliments I've ever had about a relationship, which was um, they were in comparison of two different relationships, and she said, you know, those two people over there are the most codependent people I've ever met. And for people who know what codependency means, it means it's that you really – you rely and you have to have that other person to be able to live a life. Um, and I was telling them that you know a couple of years ago whenever uh, Pete and I got into our relationship, we realized that we had brought a lot of codependency in with us. But the difference was, was that we knew we didn't want to be codependent. So after some research, I stumbled upon this word of interdependency. Um, and it's about living two separate lives, co-living two separate lives, and still being able to – it's like crossing back and forth, right? Whenever you're living parallel lives and then all of a sudden they, they merge and they meet in the middle somewhere and it still works, but it doesn't get stuck there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's constant crazy eights. It's like the flow of energy, right? And so it's like – you're crossing back and forth, but you don't stay at that cross section and you high five while you're in the middle of it and go, oh, okay, I'm going to go live my life now. And, but I can still see you doing your thing and I love you and I'm here to support you. So if while you're out here on these sides, if there's something you need my help with, we'll talk about it when we get back in the middle. And I love that, right? It's like that's what you strive for in life. That's what I strive for. I can't talk about anybody else, but like in a relationship, I strive for somebody that you know, gets me, understands me, loves me, but lets me fall and lets me kind of like do my own thing. Because at the end of the day, 
like you said earlier, it's like we die, things end. These relationships and these things that we cultivate cannot last forever. Um, things happen on a day-to-day basis, you know. I might kill Pete one day. You never know that. Like, and then he won't be around and vice versa. Like he could hit me with his car. I would I w- never. <laughs> Don't want to put On another purpose. dent in there. You have to explain. <laughs> right? That so, dent right there. But, but <laughs> no, seriously, like anything could happen on a day-to-day basis. And so if Pete were to die tomorrow, where would I be? And I can honestly say as much as I would be devastated, my life would go on. Because of all the things that he has taught me and I've taught myself interdependently, right? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's such a full circle moment because we started the show with Barry's almost first words to you and you all first met, which was, I ain't your happiness. Yeah. I came and that is happy. the basis of my interdependency is huh? that we get to share things, but in no way, and I, it, it's not 100%. It's still a work in progress. But the goal is, and more often than not nowadays, how he shows up in my life doesn't affect my happiness, my sadness, whatever. Yeah. Eh, it does every now and then. But then I know to look in and find the responsibility that w- the reflection I see from him and yeah. from myself. But my happiness, my joy, my rules that I get set for my life don't come from him. And his rules don't come from me. And we get to share that. Yeah. Like, that's my definition. And it's yeah. how you all started. Like, it's just. It's yeah. life changing. Yeah. Right. Because it's like. Guys. How it, lucky are we? I know. <laughs> it's like uh, relentless talk, preparation meets opportunity. So Boom. lucky. I mean, it's just it's one of those things is that we've prepared for this for our whole lives. We, you know, we're all very damaged folk. You know what I mean? It was like fabulously flawed is like what I like to say is like that, that we're just dented and we're able to share that truth and that honesty with other dented people. Yeah. You know? Cause I connect with dented people. I love dented people. Tim. Hi, Tim. Hey, Tim. Hey. hey. Another Hi, Tim. small hey. moment. Yeah. Who's Tim? I know Tim. Tim uh, oh, is that the, the, that's connection? the connection? Yeah. 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 Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Hey, so, Tim. <laughs> okay, so I want to leave this conversation. Not that it's over right this second, but yeah. I want to leave the conversation with... What's next in my growth for myself, for this relationship, Ooh. for friendships, like how I show up? And for me, um, I want to practice being more quiet, more silent to fill less. I want to fill Ooh. less space with words, actions, whatever. I just want to that. I love that. And not over explain it. I just I want to fill more space with silence. So that's my commitment moving forward. Um, not that everybody else needs to have one. Uh, but I felt like I, I wanted to, no, I wanted I like a challenge for I myself. I like your declaration. Yeah. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. it yeah, what I think about is when we're in that silent mode, it's for me, it's meditation. People need to sit and cross legged and all mm-hmm. that stuff. No, uh, personally, I think I'm in a constant state of meditation in one level or another. And I'm just kind of sitting and observing and not really making judgments. I'm just experiencing life as it comes at me. And then if somebody asks me a question, then I kind of snap out of it and engage my brain a little bit. My, uh, you know, analytical brain, I suppose to answer it reasonably. But for the most part, I don't, like to talk unless I need to. So you learn a lot about yourself as well whenever you're silent, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I was talking to a friend the other day and I said, you know, they're going through some stuff in their life. And I said, you know what? I said, the biggest thing that you can do is be aware of what your thoughts are silently, right? Because the next thing that comes out of your mouth is something that you could easily bring into fruition, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's negative, you're bringing something negative in, whether it's positive, 
and at the end of the day, when I've learned that, I've learned that, you know, being silent when Pete talks about something, there's a hundred things that are going through my head about what I could say. But then whenever I don't, I'm like, oh, I avoided a lot of stuff there that didn't need to be said. And at the end of it all, 99% of the time, he comes back around and figures it out himself. <sighs> right? It's just kind of like, if you're silent. And, and, and how much work did you have to do None. to get that done? Ah. None. None at all. Like, it's a lazy like. man's philosopher. Right. Yeah, and that's that our relationship got way better whenever I didn't take so much thing to heart because I felt like I had to be a teacher. Right. Whenever I'm like, oh, I went through what you're talking about right now, and this is how I did it, and da 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 da. Whenever I trusted that he had every tool in his toolbox imaginable to be able to handle the situation he was in, was when our relationship went up tenfold. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit, I get to take care of my own stuff. I don't have to take care of his as well. Sweet. Yeah. And I'm a verbal processor, a lot like you. Yeah. Um, and I need to talk it, I need to say it out loud. I need to touch it, feel it, yeah. poke it around, whatever. And I need someone to be able there to data dump with and mm-hmm. to not respond. Yeah. Or just problem with a hug or, you know, like do just with the simple kindness of, you got this. Well, and for me, that was a like, I just this year realized that this is how I process, that I'm a verbal person and that I need talk time to get through it. Um, and not apologizing for needing that space has been huge. Um, you mentioned that you want to fill the space with silence. For me, I want to use my voice because I've been keeping it quiet for so long that I I find myself feeling the same feelings that I felt as a kid where I was like, oh, shit, I'm being too much. Now, as I'm growing into this next chapter of my life, like it's very important that I promote myself. It's very important that I'm vocal about what I'm doing because nobody else is going to do it for me. I'm on a Mm -hmm. solo mission right now. Not solo, not completely solo. But like if I can't believe in myself, who the hell else is going to do it? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like realizing that just opened up so much as far as me forgiving myself because I've, I've always thought that the way that I process is flawed um, and I've always been afraid to take up that space. So like when I, there were two instances this year where I, I just told whoever I was communicating with, it was going to be a hard discussion. And there were two where I was just like, I need the floor and I need it to be uninterrupted because I can't get this out. <laughs> I can't get this out. If, um, if you keep responding. So when you were saying that that's what you gave Pete, you just gave him that space. Like I didn't realize how much. I get tripped up and how much I rush to get words out because historically I've had to fight for the time to talk. Mm-hmm. So you talk about filling the space with silence. I want to fill the space with the sound of my voice because I haven't heard it in a long time, Yeah, which I have to tamper a little bit because I'm trying to like, you got to figure out that balance, right? Like it can't just be all Sydney all the time, but I have to figure out like, okay, where it's okay. Now I can have a voice because historically I've been trying to keep it quiet because I didn't want to get hurt. And you saying that has me, not taking back, but readjusting. <laughs> yeah, no, like, right, I, I want to talk more. I also feel like I, I've been around people in situations before that, no, Pete, that's wrong. Right. No, Pete, that's wrong. No, Pete, that's wrong. No, you, that's you're not smart enough. And even though that though maybe those words weren't used, that was the essence of it. Yeah. And so for me, yes, I absolutely want to talk more, and I want to be more comfortable with my voice, and I don't, and I want to not give a shit if it if it feels good to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be respectful. No, Obviously. No, 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 no. But I want to be able to say something and not be affected by someone else's response to me. Yes. And so, but I still stand by, like, my reaction to other people. Oh, yeah. I want to practice more silence. Beautiful. For sure. So, I love that. Intersectionality? Is that, am yeah, I? Sure. Section? S- cutting it? I felt like I wanted to use a big fancy word, but. So I've got two, I've got a parallel for that. I yeah. like that. I'm there a fan. 
Yeah. Interesting. Thank you for sharing. Is yeah. that a word? Yeah. It is now. I wonder how it would be just like, <laughs> can we can we maybe do an experiment one day? Yeah. You two. Well, I've learned a long time ago that we don't say yes until we hear what he says. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it can go either way. So Barry, she doesn't mean it. Barry and Travis. Yes. Barry and Travis are going to hang out and we're going to see, and like maybe we'll record it or maybe we'll just, you all take notes on it. No, 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 not record it. Okay, just listen before you respond. We know how she feels about recording things. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funny, and so, but like you two are going to be like the silent ones and just be in a room with each other and be silent together, and watch a game, whatever. I don't know, whatever you want to do. And then I you and I are going to hang out, until you hear and it. we're just going to verbal process the whole time. <laughs> Is anybody going to hear it and listen? No, because we're thinking about what we're going to say next and yeah. process next. It's going to be good. I'm just saying, like it works really well that we found the yin and the yang, mm-hmm. and so maybe it's not going to work so well. I actually I have a question for you guys if you're open to answering a question. Oh, of course, always. Um, because one of the things that's really interesting to me is like <laughs> just, just sitting in- here. I'm sorry, but I was just sitting here thinking about me and Barry sitting on a couch in a black room, just like completely silent, <laughs> and then y'all recording this. <laughs> like, <laughs> it comes back and there's nothing being said, and it's like we fell and we took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry. Um, so, did you? Did either one of you have like a physical type and the kind of partner that you were looking for before you met each other? And Two-part question. If so, are you each other's type physically? <laughs> Here, Danielle, go boom. Uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, is that our physical types has changed in the relationship that we have had. Oh, for sure. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but like I used to be a chunky Pete, monkey. He before to... Pete, who was your, what, what did your dream guy look like? And does Pete match that? And this isn't a bad thing or a good thing. It's just a thing. No. Uh, absolutely not. Yeah, um, me neither. I, no. And I think that that's why this works it's, so it's well. It's a hard no. Yeah, it's, no. it's yeah. a hard no. I dated lacrosse players and baseball players who were 6'3 at least. Yeah. No question. I saw this dude, fell in love with him immediately, and I was like, okay, something else is going on here. Like, if I had not participated in this relationship because he wasn't what I had always wanted yeah. physically, I would not be in this gift of a relationship now. So, like, I don't know what the switch was for me, but this is something that I ask people randomly is, like, when you find your person, okay, is that who you thought you'd end up with? Because most of the time the answer is no. And it's like we get to this point in our life where we're like, oh, no, I've been through enough shit. I know what I want and I know who I want, not what, not what it looks like, not the package it comes in, but, like, I know the kind of soul I'm looking for. Mm, And then those just, like, come to you. Because for me, the skydiving thing, I told my mom (laughs) before I went – I was like, she's like, are you doing this for a boy? And I was like, and at the time I wasn't. I was like, I'm single. My career is on fire. I am crushing it. Like, I'm doing this for me. I'm probably going to meet my husband because I just said I'm doing this for me. And then sure enough, I met my husband. But like, I went in there with no expectations, no social. I was like, I was not going there to collect a man. I was not there to collect friends. I was just there because I wanted to jump out of planes. And then this dude rolls up into my life. That is the perfect formula and i was going to ask you earlier and i got i forgot or the conversation shifted yeah and i was like why did you show up to go skydive because i did it for me for you it was the and first choice i made find for myself when you met there someone who was comfortable doing him and allowed you to do you yeah and when i hear people and i've i don't need that now because i have this but like yeah. what the what that formula before of like get on the app and look for someone that's pretty or that you're physically attracted mm-hmm. to to whatever your pretty looks like uh or go here and there and it's like go do what makes you come alive and the other half of you or the other 100% of you or or yeah. what you're looking for we'll or need or want boom we'll be there waiting for well, you the more so I waiting for you it's kind of like, like quite literally you, waiting on a picnic table yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I rolled up there and he's just sitting and I was like okay well kaboom kaboom and then 
Hi. Hi. Right. Oh I think God. it's like, it's oh Dave God. Moore uh-huh. just said Googly it's like eyes. most of the time it comes down to the how each person makes the other feel when they are with them, right? Yes, Dave Moore. All Get of it. this is like a big energetic thing and to begin with. It's like a match, right? It's like whenever you're drawn to somebody, mm-hmm. um I don't I think their physical appearance does absolutely have something oh, to absolutely. do with it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, if Pete was a complete uggo, I wouldn't be with him. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> you know, You're I, welcome. But, but uh, complete. But I was like <laughs> But I was saying, like, you know, it's it really does have that connection of so much more because at the end of the day, no matter how much surgery or something somebody gets, you're going to get old. You're going to start dying. You're still going to start looking not like you were when you met. Mm-hmm. So it's like to be able to sit with somebody in their presence and their energy and the way that they make you feel just by being in that room. That's what's important. Yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. as and like I said, that makes the outside look so, so much more attractive, much more attractive. I got something that's going to blow your mind. Nope. Do it. In that moment, when I chose skydiving, I chose something for myself over the fear of being single. I chose to love myself, and I chose an activity for myself yeah. over the fear of being single. And because I talk about this love over fear thing. I didn't invent it, but he's got the shirt on. Um, everything's just a ride. Bill Hicks. Um, nice. But, this, but like in that moment, I chose an activity for myself. I chose like it was the first decision I made for myself in a long time because I was like I was saying yes to other people for my career. I was saying yes to other people for my life. I was saying yes to other people for everything. And I wasn't ever saying yes to myself. And this was the one thing where I said yes to myself because the first time I made a skydive, they were like, you shouldn't do that. You're on a work trip. And I was like, well, I'm doing it. And then I came home and then I got licensed and then I met this dude. So like every time I've chosen love for myself or chosen something for myself over the fear of whatever I would be without that thing, everything unfolds. Yep. Everything. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I mean, because it's not even about like looking for love at that point. No. I was, that was the last thing that I wanted whenever I met Pete. Yeah. I did not want to be in love. I did not want to. And it was like. You I know, was he, finally happy about my damn yes, self. And, and then you, this guy walks right. in. I'm like, God damn it. I know. Shit. You hear but that. yay. I love you. Oh, my God. This right. is amazing. You hear that uh, like story all the time. I was like, I wasn't looking for it. And it fell in my lap. And, you know, whenever you're in a crappy relationship after crap, you're like, that doesn't fucking happen. Yeah. <laughs> and it no. did this time, literally. And I was just like, God, fine. Yeah. And then it just kind of fell into place. And, you know, most days I'm glad it did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to understand, I can't say that, right? Can I just say that my favorite part of this whole show has been the few seconds of silence after that your mic drop that just happened? Because I was like, oh, really? It's been a long show. No, no, no. I'm not <laughs> saying that I don't love all parts of the show, but like my favorite part, because silence for me is still uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I'm okay doing it with you because I'm comfortable with you. Are you? But when people show up to hear us talk, or when you guys are here and we're a part of a conversation, or when I feel like my worth depends on how I – what spews out of my mouth, which is – worth is a lot of what it comes down to. It's uncomfortable. But I was – I loved every second of that. Well, and look at – but look at why that's uncomfortable, right? Like look at every example we have as far as like live news goes. Dead air is a no-no. So if you – I mean think about how much time we spend in front of a TV – Regardless, like over the course of your life, maybe you're in a period right now where you're not watching a lot of TV, but over the course of your life, you spend a lot of time watching TV. And so we are smart people. Humans are smart animals. We pick up on patterns like nothing I've ever seen before. And if the pattern that we're observing is dead air is bad, we're going to carry that into our life. And we spend a lot of time observing the lack of dead air and the lack of silence. And we feel like 
and some of us internalize this a little bit more than others, but like we feel like we have to emulate that because that's what's on TV. That's what we see. And the things that make it to the TV in this society are the things that like we should really hold to be important, right? Because all of us are out here doing our own thing. And if you get to the point where you have a platform and somewhere to put stuff, then it should be super important. And we're taught to respect that and hold that to be true and whole and shit. So like if all we're seeing is this absence of silence, then where do we learn how to be silent? And silence is where we learn how to be ourselves. Yeah. Wow. And that's why people avoid it. Uh-huh. It's hard to look in the mirror. It's hard to be quiet with your own thoughts, too. Holy so shit. show up next week without anything to say? Yeah. Any? <laughs> silent podcast. We'll just, we'll just look, at the, look at the camera, watch you watching me. No, I don't think that works. No. No. All right. No, but you can practice that in your own home. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. can. I was like, how are we going to model it? Just look at the silence as being the res- resetting of your in- internet. <gasps> Love it. New word. Internet Ooh. and Wi-Fi. Internet. Ooh, Dave Dang. Moore. Dave is, is that copyright? coming with a, It will Dave. be now. Is that in the book? Yeah. Everybody was really loving What's that. What's Dave's book? Tell, can we? Can oh, we yeah. I'll, I'll, book? yeah. Yeah. I want to yeah. hear about It's regenerating. It's so good. Awesome. Um, yeah. It's... I actually won it the other day. A Facebook thing. Yeah. Just genuine. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll take a read this. And then like yeah. I read it and he read it like. I'm still it's, reading it. It's still yeah. good. And so I'm good. reading it really slowly, which means I'm processing much more of it than if I read something front to back or listened to something front to back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Like there was a story in there that just absolutely blew my mind. And then Dave, I sent you a message on your page and I haven't heard yet, which I also realized that if I want to hear back from something, like if I am saying something because I want a response, then why am I saying it? So right. I just want you to know that I sent you a, a thank you and no response needed. <laughs> so why'd you bring it up? Because I'm still working through it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god oh wait it is the new one out in two weeks shameless plug plug away the one drop your drop your link the one book that you gave us dave that's not even out yet no it's out surely explain please oh he has another surely? Book. who's surely <laughs> never heard of her <laughs> uh i teach 10 year olds to meditate they really struggle oh oh at first very uncomfortable but they love it after a while yep. yeah when you ask yourself who you are, remove what you do, your relationships, your possessions, etc., you'll probably find nothing. That's when you begin to discover who you are. Ooh, good one, Tim. Yeah, Tim. Mic dropping. Tim's mic dropping. Mm. We got a lot of mic drops in here. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, guys, I mean, we've only been on for a little bit over an hour. I mean, I'll sit here. Right. These I'll people seem to be enjoying it. Chit chat all day long. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, so this has been really cool. Yeah. Um, lots of good tidbits. You know. So what was your question? Did we want to close with that? I like that. Oh, just like, what am I going to carry into my life after this? Which next, was, next stage of growth for ourselves which and our was, relationships. And then you helped me define it even further, which was to respond less to others and to be more comfortable with my own voice. Ooh, yes. Mm. What about you? I'm sorry. I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. What? <laughs> what uh, what's, do, you a, do you have a challenge? What's next for you? Like, what, what can you improve upon or grow more into or out of? I think, honestly, it's kind of the opposite, but the same of what you were saying, is that I may, uh, hey, Amy, um, I may am silent too much, which I really believe that silence, you can learn a lot of stuff about yourself, but sometimes I get into this kind of icky state um, of thinking um, whenever, you know, it's like Pete said, Pete has to data dump, right? He gets home and he just talks 
Um, and sometimes it's kind of gets to a point where if I don't speak up, I start feeling kind of crappy about me, mm. right? Because I'm like, oh, this is his time. He needs to do this. I'm going to be silent so that he can have his own thing. And then I realized, well, there was stuff that I needed to say too, but I didn't because that's part of the relationship. I'm the person who gets dumped on and he gets to do the dumping. Oof. So um, I think that I think that's is speaking up for me more yeah. because I, I'm really good at being silent. I'm really good at being um verbal too but i think it's more so whenever i get that itch to say something if i really need to say it to say it so yeah that's my challenge and the times that he's done that in the past pete has said a lot less in those moments yeah Mm. so maybe we're onto something here yeah Mm. practicing practicing the opposite of what currently works because you know everything is if that's possible what else is evolving right right my favorite question to ask yeah um, I think for me, the stuff that like I just want to grow into this this um this version of me that is is living her life for herself and not for others because right and 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 trust that and like hold fast that I can because this isn't like my biggest thing for myself that I'm trying to keep going this year and beyond is just like giving myself permission to just be as I am and not try to change it because I've been trying to like fit into the mold for so long. That my my biggest struggle, or not my biggest struggle, but my biggest challenge for myself and, like, the thing that I'm holding at the forefront of my mind is just, like, it's okay to be me and to show up as I am. And if people don't like it, then that's fine and it has no effect on me or it shouldn't. So similar to what you were saying, like, I'm trying to react less to people's reactions of me yeah. and just, like, show the fuck up because, like, I I feel like I've been showing up, but... I've done so much growth this year that it's abundantly clear that I wasn't. And so it's just like understanding what I thought was showing up and what actually is both in my relationship with myself, my relationship with Barry, um, my relationship with my friends and family. Like what does it mean to show up for me and what kind of showing up do I require and being okay with the fact that I require that because I've been so accommodating my entire life that like now I'm setting the rules for myself. I'm doing all this shit. And it's that is my practice because that's really hard to be a people pleaser for so fucking long and then to write your own rules. Like, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm I am just waiting for people to find out how fake I am, honestly, because it feels so foreign to me to be so sure of the words that are coming out of my mouth, of the things that I'm doing, of the steps that we're taking. Like, I've never been so sure about anything we've ever done in our life. (laughs) Here's the thing I I figured out about that. Right. So I had that. I was a completely – my life now looks completely different than my life five years ago, right? I didn't speak my truth. I was this chameleon of people whenever it's like, how can I serve you? What can I do to be da-da-da-da? And I realized that there was this fear at first of figuring out that people were going to find out that – that's why I never intermingled people. It was like, no, you're my Tuesdays. Never you're my yet. Wednesdays. It's like you all can – you all wouldn't be friends. She's a real bitch, by the way. Like, you know what I mean? It's like they never intermingled because I was afraid to be found out. Mm-hmm. But then I realized it was this aha moment. One of my biggest ones was that the people who did find out, you went one of two ways. You ran for the damn hills because you didn't like my current truth, or you jumped into my inner circle because mm-hmm. you were just like, I knew the whole time that this shit that you were spitting out wasn't you. Yes. And oh. it was just like, now it's like I have this like inner circle tribe of people that know me mm-hmm. 100%. I can intermingle them without having to go, don't ask her about this or this or this. It's the most freeing experience of my life. Yeah. 
Do, am I ashamed of who I used to be? Absolutely not, because you know what? At one point, I may have been chameleonized with different people, but it was a little piece of me that I was giving, different pieces of me yeah. that I was giving to other people. But some people just can't handle it. Yeah. And now I know that everything that comes out of my mouth, the people that I talk to, they're not going to go, ooh, yeah. <laughs> and then run away. Yeah. It's brilliant. Well, and if they like do, it. it's like I, I saw a video a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago. Um, this concept of like everybody's on their own time zone mm-hmm. and it, like the video was something like Barack Obama was president at 50 something and Trump's at president at 70 and so and so won the Nobel Peace Prize at such and such age and so and so won it at this age and just like we're all on our own time zone. That was like the biggest freeing permission thing for me because ultimately like what comes out of my mouth either you like it or you don't and if you don't assuming that what I'm saying is well intentioned and not harmful and not harming anybody then the words that come out of my mouth, if you don't like it, it's probably because you're just not there yet. And that's okay. I'm here and I'm ready when you are. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest thing now. Because before it was like, oh, they're not ready and that's fucking annoying. Get on my level. And now I'm just like, when you show up, if you if you arrive here, like, if you're ready to talk about what you feel and why, then I'm here. It, maybe. Maybe. I, if we're not an energetic match, because again, yeah. like we constantly are changing. It's like, and that's the other I thing, want you understanding. Right. I don't have to be here. Yeah. <laughs> if you show up and, and I want to be here, yeah. I will be. But also just like, I am a place of love and, and I am at, I am here and it's not a race. It's no. not a competition by Absolutely any stretch, but like, not. I'm here, you're here. And when we get to the same level of healing, of communication, of whatever that is, of love, then Let's reunite. But until yeah. then, back the fuck up. So I got boundaries now. You know, like shit. Right. And they're not drawn in chalk anymore. <laughs> no. Shit's like, what is the most permanent way to draw a boundary? <laughs> right. exactly. Digging holes. Tattooed. Into the- yeah. <laughs> and what's Barry's next mm. chapter? Uh, Challenge? This. Yeah. Actually, what I figured out. <clears throat> so I had been skydiving for 16, 17 years or something like that. Uh, you know, ran one of the biggest schools <clears throat> in the world. And I thought that was really my be-all, end-all existence. His purpose. My purpose in life. And what I actually realized is actually my purpose is to be with her. Ugh. Because I've been Pennies able to- dropping all over the internet. <laughs> Mine, if I had them on, would be dropping. <laughs> well, right and the reason I say that, because I, you know, I was teaching people how to be instructors. So I would actually help her with her speech and her this, this whole process. And I'm actually- the, I've, Learned all those things so I could help her make a difference and her be who she is. And it was a shocking moment where I was like, all those things that I did are actually to, to be with her. Wow. So I'm, I'm all right. I'm, this is uh, I'm, this could be a very long chapter that I'd like to keep for a long chapter. So, cause it's just, to, <laughs> give me a kiss. <laughs> I think that's a brilliant. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. So is there like something that you've had to shift about yourself to show up differently or more or less or whatever for her? Uh, no, well, to be honest with you, it's way more comfortable for me to just listen to her because we're in this thing together. This, this, project movement, whatever healing process you want to call it. I'm just as much a part of it as she is. Um, actually, what was the question? <laughs> if there was anything that you had to shift about yourself. Oh, no, but it's actually made me a lot more calmer because she's doing a lot of the work. I'm just kind of there to help and, and support it and be a part of it. I don't have a lot of the stress 
that I used to have being the, you know, the person in charge of things and mm-hmm. making the decisions because I was literally making decisions that would affect whether people lived or died, uh, potentially, you know, with a skydiving thing. With a skydiving thing. And, it, you know, I was working as an EMT and all sorts of things that dealing with some pretty heavy stuff. And it's kind of nice to not have to deal with that and just actually be positive in what she's doing and making a difference in people's lives. Because really, at the, end of the, at the end of the day, the end of our lives, it's like, what did you do with your life? You know, did you make a difference? Did you make the world a better place or were you just a leech that just kind of sucked everything out of it, whether it's energy or money or resources? You know, what kind of person were you? And, you know, and that's kind of where we're at. So it doesn't matter where we go because we're always going to be together doing this thing. And it's it's just awesome. So I I, I, where we're at right now is where I want to be. And but where we go we're still going to be together. So yeah. it doesn't really matter where we're at or how we're doing, because again, everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. And, and you know, <laughs> that's all I got. That's yeah. awesome. So, I think it's like, you can't have, you know, a producer without a director and a director yeah. without a producer. Right. And I think that the roles change on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. It's like with us, you know, we vibe so well together because usually if I'm down here, he's up here and vice versa. We can't stay on these highs and mm-hmm. lows because we need that opposite attract type deal. So I think it's kind of like to produce and direct on any given time. It's like I need your support as much as you need mine. Maybe not at the same time, but that's what works so well. Yeah. It's like yin and yang. If you want to go as far as that, it's like I really do believe in the yin and yang of it all. You know? yeah. And it's an ebb and yeah. flow between the two oh, yeah. of us. Just like you said, it's up and uh-huh. down. And when she's up, I'm you know down or whatever, and I'm just kind of the the chill part. Yeah, where she's like maybe uh-huh. a little bit got to you, you know. He keeps me grounded. Uh huh. Like he's the tree, I'm the bird, and I'll come back to the tree. Mm-hmm. I'll build the nest. I'll do whatever. But like ultimately, you're you're the foundation of this whole thing and the grounding of this whole thing. And I'm just like Captain Flighty Pants over here, and then he brings me back to earth every once in a while. But I would say I would say that probably in your eyes that you can twist that right to where sometimes you feels oh, like sure. you're the ground right. Oh, like for sure. you, gr- yeah. that's what I mean. It's like yeah. you can't just be one or the right. other. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Or you can't be both producers. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And there's Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, relationships are a dance. One person leads and the other leads. And then the other leads, but you always move together in harmony. Yep. Yay. I love it. Hey, that's, Melissa. Hey, Linda. That's the deal. Linda, Linda, Linda. Hey, everyone who joined. Oh, my gosh, guys. I know. Our conversations. We got to start. We're, now we're going to be, well, let's enjoy this moment, and then we'll plan our next conversation. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll release this one in a two-parter. Yeah, there you go. You know. Hmm. We'll see. Hmm. Maybe. You ready to blow their minds? Yeah. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh. We, 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 we got a present for you. I swear oh, to God, I want to flip out if like it's what I. <laughs> so, I I mentioned at the top of the show. I was saying the top of the show at the top right. of the hour, yeah, right. an hour and a half. It literally ago, was yeah, um, that we just uh, kind of launched this like uh, Trans Catalina Trail training program, and after I gave my speech for the first time, after bearing my soul on stage for the first time, the first thing that came out of your mouth is like, "We want to do this with you someday," and. I got you a present. I don't handle presents. Oh my God, it was. I was sitting here this whole time going, I can't wait till this is over with. Going to be like, where's the hats? Where can we buy a hat? Yes. So yeah. 
So welcome to the oh my Hiking God, My Feelings God. family. Thank you oh. for the inspiration. Because like just by you saying that you wanted to hike this trail someday with us, I was like, yeah. I should build a program that can make well, that nice happen for too. people. <laughs> so but that's yeah. something that I, as far as being an inspiration or being supportive, like when you said that, when you posted that on the thing, that, that he and I were an inspiration for what you're doing now like yeah I, I, it's hard for me to grasp that i yeah. had a part to play in that and that well, i was that's the thing about showing up though is when you show up you don't know like you could be affecting everybody's life in the most positive way and if you don't show up if you like that's the biggest thing like when i'm on the road i want to encourage everybody to stick around for as long as they need to if they have questions because it is so important to ask the question or to say the thing that you want to say to somebody. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, I'm not a celebrity yet, right? So, just kidding. But, like, we're all people. We all have the same bodily functions. We all have the same requirements. We need food, shelter, water, love, all that stuff. Ask the question and say the thing. Like, don't ever be afraid to take up that space. Because if you hadn't said that, if you were like, oh, my God, we don't even know her and this is too much. And if I tell her that I want to hike with her, she's probably going to think I'm super weird. And why the fuck would she want to go all the way across an island with me if she doesn't know me from the next guy? If you hadn't said that, I might not have had this like this. This right here might not be happening if you didn't say I want to hike across that island with you. So for everybody listening, if there's anything you've ever wanted to say to anybody or to yourself, fucking say it. Because you're robbing other people of the opportunity to create exactly what needs to be created if you don't express that need. So thank you for expressing that need. Uh, and you're welcome. You guys look fucking baller in these hats. P.S. Uh, <laughs> these that, are really well. That glows in the dark. This oh, I know. That's why I've been like, <laughs> I want yeah. something that the glows in the dark. red glows in the dark. <laughs> yeah. So they saw me coming from a mile away. I walked in the lids. They're like, hiking my feelings. You guys do night hikes? You want some glow in the dark thread? I was like, you bet your butt. Even if I, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. and that's and that was the cool thing about it. It's all of it. It's like Pete just said, we did nothing ex- except show up. Yeah. One day to this random girl's thing that was like, oh, she's talking about her truth. That is something that we like to do on a day to day basis. Let's see what someone else's truth sounds like. Yeah. You know, and it's just kind of like the opportunity met, and it just I don't know. It's just been an amazing journey. The short journey we've been on together so far, the larger one that we're about to go on, which is the rest of the days. But it's just kind of like, this is what you get when you show up authentically. Yes. Right? This is what happens whenever you mesh with other (laughs) dented people. Yes. Be dented and don't be afraid to show your dents. Don't cover up those dents. Right. Dents are good. Yeah. Bargain bin. Bargain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I found Barry Barry likes a joke that I found him in the bargain bin. Yeah, that's what my doctor told me. Actually, he's like, y- y- "You're a bargain bin." We've got some people. We, we've had two or three people going here. It was like, "Is there hats for every viewer too?" Yes, <laughs> yes. Send hats. hats. Get it. We are the, we are all the same, but some of us don't have hats. You can go to www.hackingmyfeelings.com <laughs> to buy your hat today. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, I'm assuming that's the website. Yeah, um, just they're not currently for sale, but I'm going to go make them for sale because that just happened. So yeah, just, happened. yeah we're going to start selling hats again. We'll do another run. <laughs> there these you are, go. We just gave you another opportunity. These are limited edition runs. <laughs> yeah. So and because they're limited edition, you know, you know, you want one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> They're going to be gone soon. Yeah. I just realized. That's like using scarcity to make people right. buy shit. Love you, capitalism. <laughs> There's I mean, plenty of hats to go around. We're we'll some more made if you'd like some. Yeah. Yay. We're going to get to do our ending, our heart mm. to yours. <gasps> with, we're going to have three hearts, four hearts made here. Three. One, two, three. Three hearts. Three hearts. I'm, I can do math. I'm so excited. Okay. Well, thank you. Dude, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Barry and Sherry. 
I was like, I'm going to make this rhyme. I like it. And Sydney. <laughs> Sherry. And Travis and Pete. Thank us all At least for you being got here. three of the four names, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for being here and having thanks this conversation. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having That's, us. Uh, I mean, we're going to do it again. It's not like we're yeah, we are. sending them off. But gratitude 100% on the way through. Thank yeah. you. For sure. Yeah. All right, guys, get out of here um, and go tap into life, your own truth, and the love that you share with somebody else. Make it authentic. Find your dented bargain bin, people. Because look what this happens. Look what happens whenever you mesh with people. So you find the dented bargain bin, and you share the story. You go hear the story. Boom. So there it is. That's, that's that. what tapping into life looks like right there. That's As happening. always, from our heart to yours. <laughs> to yours. Go tap into life, please. Uh, we love you. Tap we out. Love you. Tap out. Tap, Toodles. Toodles. <laughs> <laughs> we are so grateful you joined us for another episode of Tap Into. Go to Facebook.com forward slash Travis and Pete and like our page and drop us a line while you're there and say hi. You can also find us on Instagram at Tap Into Life. Huge, super big shout out to Specialty Produce Network and our listeners and followers because we couldn't do this without you. After all, we are better together. Till next time, get out there and tap into life. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.